This is the Teacher Mindset Coach Podcast, episode number 41. Hey, teachers, welcome to the podcast where we do the hard work to uplevel ourselves and have fun along the way. I'm your host, Ashley Wolf, and I'm here to help you rock your world with mindset stories, strategies, and skills that you've probably never been taught before. Let's do the damn thing. Today, I am going to encourage you to plan your vacations first, y'all. But it's the summer still, Ashley, what are you talking about? I am talking about looking at your like new year calendar. And for a lot of us, like teachers have two new years in our lives. We have the January 1st new year. And then we have the new school year year. (laughs) And long ago, I heard a teacher who was a veteran teacher of 20 plus years say my new year's resolution. And she was talking about like the new school year. Now, we are not going down this road of your New Year's resolution of like being a better teacher. Y'all, you are already good enough. You are already good enough teachers. Here's what I want you to be better at. Taking time for yourself. Planning your vacations first. This is something that I've heard is what rich people do. And it is not about money. I want you to be rich and wealthy in your, uh, your emotional life. Emotional richness comes from, I think, number one, being able to feel any emotion and knowing that number one, you're going to survive. And number two, that feeling these emotions, no matter what they are, no matter if you tag them positive or negative, is going to make you a stronger person. You're going to grow from it. So planning your vacations first is not about um, the money in your bank account. It is about your capacity to experience exciting things in your life that you plan for yourself that are tailored to you. So yes, there are going to be destinations that everybody talks about. Yes, there's going to be destinations that you see on TV or you see advertised online because they want you to go there. But what about you? A vacation can be whatever you want. It can be on your couch. It can be on the beach. It can be on a mountaintop. It can be in outer space for all you want. I mean, really, a vacation is a mental construct, just like money and time and uh, standardized testing grades. So I want to bring you through 10 steps to planning your vacation first. And this is specifically tailored to my teachers. I'm, I'm thinking of you guys all the time. So when I was going online to do my little searching of like how to plan a vacation, I got tons of good hits on blogs of people who are travelers, people who um, vacation permanently, you know, or they, they travel all the time. And they had really good tactical strategies, how to find flights for cheap, how to fl- find accommodations, activities to do. All of that stuff, I know my teachers are not going to have any trouble knowing how to do. So this is not really like how to uh, plan your vacation as far as what the vacation will look like itself and how to find cheap flights. This is not that type of episode. I'm talking about all of the drama that keeps you from planning your vacations first in your brain, (laughs) in your head. Why are you not planning your vacations first? And 100% transparency, right now in my life, I'm not planning my vacations first either. However, 
I do already know, so maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We already know that in the summer of 2023, we are going to Scotland. So we is my husband and my son and I, along with um, maybe seven or eight of my closest knitting friends. Um, So we are already planning on Scotland 2023. That's going to be 10 to 14 days and that's current. That's already on the books. We've got um, a travel planner. She's doing the itinerary. We just cough up the dough and arrive, and boom, we are there. So, I I know it's going to be a pretty penny. I know it's going to be a set amount of money per person. So that's what is going to be my motivator for maybe not ex- you know spending so much on a nice dinner once a month for me and Eric. Um, instead, we're going to be beefing up our vacation fund because we already know we are set to go to Scotland 2023. And it sure does help when you have a travel planner to like hold you to, you know, the contract because there's going to be a contract that we have to sign. She does all the planning, all the accommodations, everything. It's like an all inclusive. And we're going to have a bus. And I mean, I've done this before in 2017. I went to Scotland with all of my knitting friends and we're kind of doing a reunion of sorts in Scotland. So my question to you is, why are you not planning your vacations first? What excuses come up? And please don't hear me as I'm blaming you. I want you to just be aware of what excuses are coming up. Why are you not planning vacations first? Now, every excuse that comes up, I want you to lovingly say, okay, so what? So here's a common one, I'm sure. Well, the kids. Okay, so what? What's the definition of your idea of bringing the kids with you on vacation? It's just a chosen set of words to define vacation. Like I've heard a lot of moms and dads say, if you bring your kids along with you on vacation, it's not a vacation. It's now a trip or it's now you're babysitting and you're in a different location of the world. So if you choose to define it that way and that definition is unsatisfactory to you, you can also choose to be like, well, can't I have a great time with my kids on vacation? Hell yeah, you can. It's just a reframe. It's a a definition that you can choose to believe or not. So I'm getting at the mental drama that's keeping you from planning your vacations first. Because planning your vacations first also requires that you're thinking of yourself first with a blank calendar in front of you, looking at the days that you will have off or that you want to choose to have off, What's holding you back from being like, yes, I'm planning this, I'm planning this, and this has nothing to to do with my career or my job. This has everything to do with me enjoying my life. So another misnomer is like, you can only enjoy your life in the summertime. I want to call that out for what it is, which is total bullshit. (laughs) So here's my like 10 steps to addressing the mental drama of why you're not putting your vacations first in your calendar. Number one, decide that you deserve a vacation in real life, not just in your imagination. Don't keep putting the vacation off to someday or wouldn't that be nice? If you really want to commit to it, why not just decide that you deserve the vacation you've been dreaming about? Then you'll start to have this different attitude about it. Because whenever you're in the attitude of, wouldn't it be nice? Or yeah, one day I'd love to do that. um, That puts it at arm's length. 
when you decide that you deserve it and you actually pick some dates and like start to do the decision making, number one, the decision making and like writing down, you know, um, Seychelles or Bora Bora on a box on a piece of paper in a calendar can be like such a hard step for some of us to take. And just notice that it's just writing down some words on a piece of paper that happens to be a calendar. Like it's okay to change your plans, but I bet that some of us will have some, have a hard time even doing that first step. Like, because it, there's, there's things that come up in your mind that'll keep you from even doing that. So deciding that you deserve a vacation in real life and not just in your imagination anymore is so important. Number two, decide, and this one is a big one for teachers, decide that you can afford it (laughs) and don't let money be the reason not to go. So yes, whenever I think of the price that the travel agent, she's not a travel agent, she's truly just a friend, but she's a travel expert, let's call her in Scotland. When the travel expert, her name's Fiona, when Fiona told us what the price would be per person, like the ballpark price per person, I freaked out a little bit. But then I was like, wait, wait, no, no, I know how to create money. That's something that I tell myself, I believe hard about myself, and I'm not going to let a price tag which is three more than 365 days away, I'm not going to let that price tag keep me from this experience with my family. So I'm just going to set my mind to, I can create the money for this trip. It'll be quite easy. I am super creative. I can find out ways to do this. It'll be no problem. It'll be a cinch. It'll be a breeze. And I open myself up to even just this possibility of, I can save I can create, I can find money in places that I've never found money before, such as selling off some crap that I don't need anymore. Huzzah! What a concept! (laughs) And it's not even, teachers, I'm telling you this right now, it's not even like I'm going to find a part-time job. For me, mm -mm. I'm going to find ways to create money passively, meaning I'm not going to put in uh, scheduled hours to create money. Here's a very loose example. I created a Cards Against Educators game with my friends. Namely, one of them is Megan. She's she's co-president of the fun committee. And so if you haven't listened to the fun committee episodes a little bit earlier on, I think 30, 31, 32, somewhere around there. Go listen to those and create a fun committee for your campus. My principal is already emailing me and being like, hey, everyone, the fun, the fun club, she calls it, which is so awesome. I love it. But she's starting to accept it also. Now, my friend Megan, who is co-president of the fun committee with me, she um, had a big hand in creating this game helping seeing it through, um, staying committed to our vision and our dream of being able to play the Cards Against Humanity game, but having cards that are in there that are like tailored to teachers. So we have been 
collecting all of our um, ideas and all of the little comments that would be on the white cards and then the prompts that would be on the black cards. We've been playing tons of Cards Against Humanity for research and development purposes. And I've created this game. So I went, I found a, a website that I can create the actual physical cards. Yes, it was tedious typing in all of the cards and choosing the size of the cards and then paying for them to be printed and shipped. But now that I have the actual card game in my hand, I cannot wait to get my teacher friends together for us to play. And the website that printed the cards for me just so happens to be a marketplace of sorts where I can put the link out there for other educators, other people in the teaching field to purchase their own Cards Against Educators game. So whenever someone purchases this, they pay for the cards to be printed and shipped directly to them. I do not need to be there to print the cards, cut the cards, wrap them up and ship them. So essentially, I put in my hours of creating this game ahead of time. And then I put it out there for people to purchase. So that is, and then I get a, you know, I get a percentage of the proceeds when someone makes a purchase. I don't have to show up and clock in to get the money from that. But of course, with any business, you have to market. Like marketing is non-negotiable. If you want people to know about your stuff, you got to market. You got to tell people about it. So passively, I'm creating this income. Now, it's not hundreds and thousands of dollars that's just coming in for my one idea. I have to keep marketing, of course. But marketing is such a sliver of time, I don't consider it, you know, clocking in. So whenever I ask you to think about the budget of your vacation as like, the last thing that you would keep from actually going on vacation, like it's not going to be a roadblock. You might want to consider ways that you can um, create passive forms of income. Because it would kind of be a little bit of a, oh, I don't know, canceling each other out to get a part-time job during the school year simply to fund a vacation. So like there's a give and take, I think. You don't want to take all of your time during the school year with a, a 20, you know, 15 hour plus job just to fund a vacation that's, you know, three, four, five days. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you might, but there is a balance. So if it means more stress during the year because you have more on the clock hours, consider that in your quest to putting vacations first on your calendar. There are other ways of creating income that are not clocking in somewhere away from your family. I just want to, I just want to say that. Um, number three, decide on a vacation during the school year, as well as the summer. Deciding on a vacation during the school year, I think is going to be just as powerful. Like we don't have to wait. What's your definition of a vacation? Are you too strict with yourself on your, your definition of a vacation? Like are you one of those people that say, well, it has to be on a beach. It has to be somewhere I can get to by plane. It has to be at least four nights. So just maybe loosen up on your definition of what a vacation is to you and start calling weekends that you go somewhere a vacation. Why not? See what happens if you start to loosen up, loosen the reins a little bit and get a little bit more free with yourself as far as calling more things a vacation that you haven't called it a vacation in the past. 
So yes, I'm going to be going to Scotland with my family and that's going to be a vacation, but it's going to be like the trip of a lifetime. And I'm, I'm really wanting to do a one trip of a lifetime every single year. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? And then the vacations are like the smaller things or the getaways are the smaller things that we absolutely have to have, just like the vacation of a lifetime is an absolutely must have to have. Not just one in a lifetime, but one every year, maybe. Maybe for you, it's one every six months. Who knows? Number four, decide on your work boundaries while you're on vacation. Are you going to take your work with you? Question mark, question mark, question mark. You know, the work that I take with me is you guys. (laughs) My teacher mindset coach work is always with me because it's a dream to work on. I love it. I do not consider myself being plucked out of my vacation fun when I'm thinking about what I'm going to plan for the next podcast episode. That is not something that is taxing on me. It's something that I love. So you also have to think of what are your firm boundaries with yourself? Are you going to take grading papers on vacation? I would hope that that's a resounding no. Grading papers can wait. Answering emails can wait. You can set an email responder that's like, I'm on vacation until this day, so that when someone emails you, they automatically know what your boundary is. And they will understand, this is about managing expectations. They will understand now that the expectation is you will get back to them whenever the date on your your responded email says that you will. (laughs) And then, you know, you get to enjoy your vacation because of the planning that you've done ahead of time, setting those boundaries with people instead of wishing that they'll respect your vacation. And it's, it's just a matter of communication, really setting the expectation for yourself and for others. So decide on those work boundaries for your vacation ahead of time. I mean, far in advance, set it all up because your vacation time is for you, not for you to still continue working. Number five, decide who you want to bring along with you, or if you're going solo. Don't get caught in the trap of, well, my mother-in-law is going to want to go. Okay, what if she's going to want to go? Are you going to accommodate for your vacation? You set the expectations for yourself for your vacation Don't worry about what other people might want to do. I hear this a lot like, well, my brother-in-law is going to expect an invitation. Okay, let him have his expectation. Are you making that mean that you have to invite somebody else? And, you know, whenever I plan a vacation, like when I planned or when I set my intention on Scotland 2023, I told my husband and son, I'm going and I would love for you guys to be there. Do you want to go? And that was an open invitation because I want those two people with me. Now, if they don't want to go, surely not going to force them. But once we sign that contract, then we're kind of in it, right? So an open invitation to the people I want to vacation with, for me, is such a better perspective than being afraid that someone else is going to expect me to invite them along. They can expect all day long. And if I don't invite them, it's going to have to be something that I work through in my own brain and they have to work through as well. 
if they wanted to go on a vacation so badly and they are an adult, they can plan their own vacation. Hand the responsibility of adulting back to them. And vacationing is part of adulting, if I don't say so myself. Or is it if I do say so myself? Yeah, like as an aside, what if vacationing was part of your definition of adulting? Um, sign me up. <laughs> okay, number six, decide when and where. I mean, this is easy peasy. Decide when and where. Oh, but I can't decide. Okay, then you really don't want to go on vacation. Like, let's tackle the real deal. You not choosing a place, you not choosing a time actually is telling you that you're you're just not ready to like commit to a vacation. And we got to get to the root of why you're not just choosing a place and time. Is there a fear of perfection that you have to get it perfect? Is there a fear of I'll never be doing this again? Because think about it. If you set an expectation for your life as I go on a airplane vacation every six months, then you're not going to be like, Oh, I got to get it right this first time because you're going to be like, well, there's going to be so many more of these. I don't have to get it perfect this first time. So let's choose uh, Costa Rica in October. Let's do it because you know that that's going to be like one of many vacations. So if you're really holding yourself back from just choosing when and where, find out why. Number seven, decide on the budget. Again, same kind of things. These are tactical, factual, like no drama necessary. Like, okay, we're going to budget $3,000. Cool. Let's go from there. Let's not get all like, oh, $3,000 is so much. Like just notice when your brain starts to say things like that to yourself, you're actually not moving forward at all on your vacation. Your brain is like, no, don't do that. That's different. That's new. We've never done that before. That's a lot of money. Your brain is going to offer up this vomit and you're just going to be like, nope, here's a trash can. You just go vomit over there in that trash can while I go over here and schedule my vacation out. Number eight, allow for the discomfort. Allow for the indecision and allow for the nervousness. Like let it be there. Let it have its little trash can to puke in the corner. But let that nervousness be there because y'all, I still get nervous about planning and committing to a vacation. Over this summer of 2022, my husband and I went to a destination wedding in Mexico, in Cancun. I recorded a podcast there. So if you haven't heard that one, that one's about, um, gosh, it's the one before luxuriating. So mm, I don't know which one it is. Ha, go find out. So I even had nervousness about that one. Like when I was staring at that invitation for the destination wedding and the date was, you know, like six months into the future, I was like, Ooh, we're going to set it and we're going to make all these plans. And then we're going to cancel last minute. That's just what we do. But I heard my brain say that. And I said, no, we are going to do this. And the biggest, the biggest rub, the biggest amount of discomfort, discomfort for me and Eric my husband about that one was we had to leave our seven-year-old here at home with my elderly dad. And I, when I say elderly, I don't mean that he's near death. I'm just meaning that he's pretty sedentary. 
And, you know, he's pretty relaxed. Like, we know that Miles, our son, would be doing a lot of things independently. But the discomfort was there. I allowed it to be there. And I kept telling myself, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We deserve a vacation. We're going on this vacation. The world is not going to end. Everything's going to be fine. So I allowed for that discomfort to be there because everyone's like, oh, planning a vacation should be amazing. Should it be? And when we say that to ourselves, like the planning part should be amazing. And ta-da, when it turns out to not be so amazing, the planning, then we're like, ooh, something's wrong. Ooh, I'm getting a sign that I shouldn't be going on this vacation. And then we dump our plans. Boo. Don't do that to yourself. Allow for the indecision. Allow for the buyer's remorse. Allow for all of that to be there and be like, well, this shit sucks. And it's going to be a a distant memory when I'm, you know, touring around the west and north coast of Scotland. It's going to be amazing. Number nine, tell everyone about your amazing plans. Dude, brag on yourself that you're even making plans to vacation. Do it. It'll be so much fun. It'll probably help that discomfort ease up a bit. Like, oh yeah, I'm planning to go on Scotland, go to Scotland next year. I'm taking Miles and Eric and it's going to be amazing. I've been there once and I want to go back so bad. Tell everyone about your plans and brag to yourself. Tell yourself, like, remember, we're planning this amazing trip. It's going to be awesome. And then the last, number 10, keep your commitment and go. Take all of this with you, the indecision, the nervousness, the, you know, the the pre-flight diarrhea, take it all with you and go on your vacation and find yourself there. It might be helpful, and I'm not very much of a woo-woo coach, but it might be helpful for you to really close your eyes and imagine yourself already have going through like having gone through all of the security in the airport or the long trip ride in the car or what have you like going through all of this the parts of it that are um uncomfortable that you're just you just know is part of getting yourself there go through that in your imagination survive it in your imagination don't let it stop you and then find yourself at your destination in your mind first. That is super important because then when you're in it, when you're standing in line at the security, you know, whatever it's called these days at the airport, or when you're sitting on hour three of seven in the car to get where you want to go, or when you're setting up the tent and it's not working out so well, (laughs) imagine yourself just getting through all of those uncomfortable times because of your commitment to your vacation, which is a commitment to yourself. So where are you going to go? I want to know. I want you to email me, ashley at teachermindsetcoach.com. I want you to email me and tell me where you're going to go and when you're going to go there. And you know, if you haven't even done any planning and you're just like, I'm going to Bora Bora, July of 2023, you do not have to know all of the how you're going to get there or all of the how you're going to afford it. You just have to know that you want it and telling somebody else that you want it and making it a little more real can be super powerful. And I would love to be included on that if you don't mind. 
So email me or find me on Facebook and share your vacation plans with me because I want to celebrate with you. Until next time, friends, we will talk to you later. Bye. If you got something out of today's show, I invite you to subscribe so you never miss a future episode. I'd also love to see you in the Teacher Mindset Coach Facebook group so we can nerd out on mindset work as a community of badass teachers. And remember, you can always email me at coachwithwolf, W-O-L-F-E, at gmail.com. Now go be awesome. See you next time.